Welcome to today's podcast, Limitless Love for April 1st, 2nd, and 3rd. Let's go, go ahead and pray. God, help us. Oh, that you would bless us indeed and enlarge our territory. That your hand will be upon us and you will keep us from evil, that it may not harm us. And God, please perform what we request. Amen. Amen. May the Lord bless us indeed once and for all. Jesus said, I have come to give you life and give you life more abundantly. Amen. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you, Father God, for your Son, Jesus Christ. Thank you for all your promises in your word, Lord God. And we thank you for today's reading, and you're here with us now. Amen. April 1st, Limitless Love, a legacy that is worthy of the Lord. John 13.35 is our scripture. New American Standard Bible says, By this all men will know that you are my disciples, if you have love for one another. By Gloria Copeland. What is your single greatest ambition in life? What is it? Have you ever thought about that? If Jesus tarries and you live out your days, what legacy will you leave behind? How will you be remembered? It seems many people in Christian circles these days are eager to be remembered as spiritual giants of faith and power. Others want to succeed financially and give great sums of money into the kingdom of God. Some relish the idea of having a reputation as a great teacher or theologian who will be quoted for years to come. All those things are good, I suppose, but I can't help wondering what kind of impact we as believers would have on the world if we all made it our primary ambition, our lives' greatest quest to be the most loving people the world has ever known. What would happen if our single highest aim was simply to love one another? I can tell you what would happen. The world would finally know we are truly the disciples of Jesus. They would at last see and recognize him in us. The world is absolutely starving for that kind of love. It's the only cure for the rejection and insecurity that plagues their lives. It's the only remedy for the depression and oppression they live with every day. Granted, they are looking for it in all the wrong places, but even so, they are looking for it. Imagine what would happen if they suddenly began to see it in us. I once read the story of a missionary in China who lived a life of such love and self-sacrifice that it softened the hardest hearts around her. Even men whose lives had been steeped in sin and cruelty, whose hearts were stubborn and scornful of the things of God, were won by the influence of this woman's kind and gentle way. Although she was just one small woman, by the time her life was through, she had reaped a great harvest of souls for the Lord. And most remarkable of all, the Chinese had nicknamed her the one who loves wouldn't it be wonderful if that was the people of the world called the church in those days to come? In the days to come. Wouldn't it be great if instead of referring to us right-wingers or conservatives, fine as those titles may be, they began to refer us to us, to us all, the ones who loved. Truly, that would be the greatest legacy that we could ever leave. 
the only one that is really worthy of our Lord. Amen. Beautiful, beautiful. Next one is April the 2nd. A new kind of selfishness. 1 Peter 3, 12, 10 to 12, New International Version. For whoever would love his life and see good days must keep their tongue from evil and their lips from deceitful speech. They must turn from evil and do good. They must seek peace and pursue it. For the eyes of the Lord are on the righteous and his ears are attentive to their prayer. But the face of the Lord is against those who do evil. As believers, we ought to walk in love just because God commands us to. We should do it simply because we want to be a blessing to him and to his own to his children. But the fact is, even if we didn't love for the Lord's sake, we should do it for our own sake because when we walk in love, we enjoy our lives far more than we when we don't. We're happier and we have better days when we live a life of love. Extending love to others so enhances our own joy and well-being that one Christian writer calls it a new kind of selfishness. Think about the ordinary events of life for a moment and you'll quickly see why. When you're in line at the grocery store, for instance, and the clerk at the checkout counter is especially slow, if you choose to be irritated, Irritable and impatience, instead of loving and kind, you won't be happy. On the contrary, you'll become increasingly miserable as the minutes tick by. All your fussing and fuming won't change the situation at all. It won't make the clerk one bit clerk faster. I know because I tried it. It won't get you out of the store one second sooner. It will just rob you of your peace and joy while you're there. So even from a selfish perspective, which is better, to give up your happiness and get in strife with a store employee you don't even know or who is probably doing their best job he can, or to relax and let love rule your heart? Will you feel better when you walk out of the store knowing you snapped at the clerk and gave him a piece of your mind, or that you chose instead to smile and speak encouraging word? The answer is obvious. No one is ever no one ever feels blessed when they step out of love. You'll never say, Hey, I had a great day today. I got so mad and talked so ugly that it made me feel happy inside. No, that wouldn't be a great day. That would be a bummer. Once you let that anger and strife get a hold of you, it will cost cast a shadow over everything else you did. By the time you went to bed that night, you'll probably be on edge with everybody. You'll be complaining about what a terrible day it had been. If you really want to enjoy life and see good things, the only way to do it is to walk in love. Love not only pleases God, but it, it spreads the blessing to others. It makes you happy too. Surely it is the best kind of selfishness there is to walk in love. Amen. April the 3rd by Gloria Copeland. Stay connected to the Spirit. In John 14, 15, and 17 says, If you love me, keep my commandments, and I will pray the Father, and he will give you another comforter, that he may abide with you forever, 
even the spirit of truth whom the world cannot receive because it sees him not. Neither knows him, but you know him, for he dwells with you and shall be in you. John 14, 15, 16, and 17. We'll never experience any real success in life without the help of the Holy Spirit. He's the one who communicates to us the will of God in our lives. He's the one who shows us the path that will lead to our divine destiny. The Amplified Bible calls him our comforter, our counselor, our helper, our intercessor, our advocate, our strengthener, and our standby. Jesus said he is the one who will teach us all things, John fourteen twenty six. If we encounter a problem, it's the Holy Spirit who gives us wisdom so we know what to do. If we find ourselves ensnared in some kind of trouble, he reveals the truth that will make us free. When we're weak, he strengthens us. When we see what to do but can't do it on our own, he takes hold together with us and helps us. No, no more the more attuned, excuse me, we are to the voice of the Holy Spirit, and the more we are led by Him, the more victory we'll experience in our lives. That's one reason we must so earnestly endeavor to continue walking in love. Love puts us in positions to be controlled by the Holy Spirit. In John 14 through 16, where Jesus gave His final instructions to His disciples, before he went to the cross, we see the command of love mentioned repeatedly throughout the Lord's teaching on the Holy Spirit. Clearly, there's a connection between the two. Since the Holy Spirit is the spirit of love, when we step out of love, we are stepping out of his flow. We are interrupting our connection with him. When we disobey the command of love, he is hindered in his ministry to us. We simply can't afford to let that happen. We need the Holy Spirit's help too much. We need Him to help us meet the needs of our families. We need Him to help us plan our schedules and deal wisely with the challenges we face every day. We need Him to constantly guide us so we can avoid the traps and snares of the devil. That's why we must do it what it takes to keep our ears open into his voice. That's why we must do whatever it takes to keep our ears open to his voice. Our hearts sensitive to his leading are in ourselves in position to be controlled by him. That's why we must be diligent to live the life of love. Amen. Thank you so much for coming on today's reading. For me, the life of love comes easily when I read 1 John 1 through 5 and John 14, 15, 16, 17. They do something for me. After I've done it and do it in faith, I start to walk on water. Well, that's how it feels anyway. God bless you. I love you. May the Lord bless you and keep you, make his face to shine upon you, be gracious unto you, lift up his counts, and give you peace. Amen.